you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Fourth and 10. Baker Mayfield to throw. Under pressure. His pass is intercepted. C.J. Mosley picks it off. Mosley with the interception. The haze in the barn. And the Ravens are in the playoffs. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Happy New Year? Question mark? Happy for some folks. Sorry. Well, fan bases out there happy. The rest, very sad. Very sad, but some saw it coming. Others did not. The voice you hear right now is in the latter column. I did <laughs> not expect to reach January without the promise of playoff delight, intensity, and so on. Because uh, C.J. Mosley and company dispatched the Cleveland Browns to round out week 17 just about. Then the Colts took care of the Titans. They filled the last available playoff spot. And there you go. Hi and hello and happy new year, I guess. And welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by Head and Shoulders. Hope you enjoyed week 17. Hope you enjoyed the regular season because like I say, 20 fan bases will not be seeing their pro football heroes until three seasons from now, not till autumn. We're, we're gonna 2019. We're gonna get some silver linings for you today, Dave. You think so? Yeah, it's it's about turning things around. It's a silver new lining year. playbook. Hey, seated to my immediate left, you hear his voice right there. He is uh, one of the hosts of Up to the Minute. You see him all over the place, hosting the Facebook show. Uh, I forget which one, the Canada one. Uh, it's it is international now. International one. Canada. Now we are worldwide. And for my money, I know there's a big debate here at NFL Media, but for my yeah. money. The reigning champion is the most handsome man with whom I work. It's Patrick Claymont. What's the poop, fella? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, dude. And happy holidays. How'd the, how'd the Christmas holiday go down in your crib? I didn't disappoint anybody. No? Nope. That's that's a huge, huge win uh, for mm-hmm. me. There was not a frown at, at any point. Did you get eggnog drunk or anything? I did not get eggnog drunk. Uh, as a child, I, I used to crush eggnog. Me too. Uh, I just was the alcohol talking. in it. Just the, the can with the ribs. Uh-huh. It. It, it's a ribbed can. Yeah. And it would just stay in the refrigerator and it would be nasty. That's for your pleasure they do that. Yep. They... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the eggnog. I was just talking about this, and by the way, we did an emergency one after the uh, the um, Steelers missed out on the playoffs. An emergency Dave's of Thunder podcast was called for, and the BTLs and monkeys responded. I didn't want to be alone, and so they helped me out. We <laughs> took some calls, and so listen to that. But eggnog came up. I don't know why I turned my back on this. This is what the brain, the human mind, can do to itself. Is you know, I remember Quinn Buckner once when he was the Dallas Mavericks coach, and I found this to be great um, life advice. He said, and it's it's hard to fathom, but he said that you have to control your mind. You can't let your mind control you. You know, I find that fascinating. 
It's the, that's who you talk to in your head. Yeah, I chew on it. Your mind is somehow distinct from the rest of you. It's like the id, ego, and super ego. Something like some, that. Some sort of. But somehow my mind convinced me that I was off eggnog with no evidence. I didn't have bad eggnog or anything to make me think I didn't like eggnog, but I didn't have it for 30 years. And then I took a sip of it a couple of days ago, and I was like, wow, back on eggnog. Welcome you know, back, Dave. It's delicious. It's it, like a milkshake. It, it's been a while for me. It's a little heavy. Uh, it's very heavy. But um, There's no question about that. I, I like to have a blender involved if I'm going to drink something that with that sort of heft. Somehow for me, again, talk about what the, what the mind can do to you. I decided like, okay, so I'm getting plump. I think we can all see that. Anyone no. with two eyes or even one can identify no. that Dave is a little heavy set these days. No. A man of my carriage doesn't deserve to have a camera pointed in his direction. Dave's not fat. And it's, then I decide, okay, 2019, we'll fix this up. Dave is a very handsome man. But until the holidays pass, what are we going to do? And somehow then that translated for me over the last week or so to not just like, well, we can't worry about weight, to let's see how much weight I can gain over seven days. Let's push the envelope and see what this human form is capable of gaining over this holiday season and to that degree i have been a great success i don't know exactly what the number is but i look in the mirror and i and that tells the tale the i'm not a big numbers guy the you real know? success is confronting dave's insecurities you are a very handsome man don't you are not fat you're you an enabler good. you're an enabler Your football team is going to be fine well let's uh, transition into that <laughs> i am yes are we enabling see this is this is the time of the year <laughs> oh somebody's being enabled we are recording at uh, about high noonish here on the west coast it is uh, black monday as they call it yeah. there are some guys out there and i understand why sean payton has already gone on the record and said um, this is not something to, to – I'm trying to think of how he couched it exactly. It wasn't uh, uh, the the man who runs the Senior Bowl also said this, this shouldn't be treated as entertainment. And I will say, I don't think anybody is here – um, anybody who covers uh, pro sports is treating it as entertainment per se. I think, though, that it's fair to point out that – the deluded soul who follows uh, sports as a as a spectator has the right if they are buying merchandise and or they're buying tickets to games or they're buying satellite packages to make sure that they can watch their team. There is some uh, at least tangential ownership of what's happening. Of course, you don't get to have the good and the bad without. I'm not saying that an angry mob is entitled to declare, we don't want this guy. But, you know, it's kind of the opposite of, of um, what's his name in, uh, in um, Gladiator? What's his name? Maximus. Maximus. Maximus oh, really? is, is standing there in the Coliseum like, are you not entertained? You know, like he asks that rhetorically. And the but, people but are the like, people yeah, we watch murder all the time. Not, well, right. That's, right that's when Why are you confronting our sensibilities when we're pro-murder? Right. That was, I'm just using that as a as, as an example. But like, the answer suck. is the answer is human beings do have the right to say like, no, we're not entertained. Well, yeah, we're paying, and we're no. In this case, we're not entertained. We're, we've underachieved, and so are you enabling by retaining coaches, or is stability the answer? Because as we've learned many times in pro football and beyond, consistency in and of itself is not always a good thing. Consistency is the only measure of accomplishment that we can have oh no, no 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 
know. So, so if Nick Foles comes back and wins another Super Bowl, you don't get the same Eli Manning Hall of Fame arguments, right? Because it's about consistency. Yeah, but like, Twinkies when, don't taste good, and they consistently don't taste good. So is that a good thing? Some things are consistently well, bad. Yeah, obviously, if things are consistently bad. Well, that's all right. Then, so people always the, the, the aspiration. Let's let's uh, let you. What we want is stability and consistency. Is uh, all right. Depends what you're trying to maintain. Well, it's just how when you when you're running out Ryan Fitzpatrick or or some of these other quarterbacks. I, I believe there was a guy out of Memphis went in the first round, resembled a pirate. He played for the Broncos as well. Brock Osweiler did as well. Uh, you just don't know how much consistency you can have in certain circumstances. And, and to your gladiator analogy, um, it, it's pretty apt. Those people are trying to be entertained, but they're also trying to be entertained by something that's morally reprehensible. And so you do have segments of fans that will probably cheer injury for opponents. They probably cheer for certain players to not get paid. But can't uh, we ascribe that to, I know it's easy to say this for for my argument. Some people suck. (laughs) Right. Well, that's right. But can't we marginalize that percentage of people that are just gross people, the same people that if you go on social media who announce that you should get fired? I mean, how many times how many times well, weekly do you receive tweets announcing you don't deserve your job? How do you get paid? Are you drunk? Yeah, and and to those, I always and yeah. to all three of those questions, I always say, yes, yes, yes. But, get- but that's neither here nor there. I think what Sean Payton is speaking to is is that particular set of of people. And if you are not in that particular set of people that's being criticized, you say, oh, all right, Sean Payton's not talking about me. But in some of these instances, a hit dog will holler and somebody will will take offense. Oh, I'm not taking pleasure in this. And and then, you know, they have to go. Fair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Several tweets. That's exactly should have been fired, you know, six weeks into the season or, you know, going back. Let's say they, they have a particular quarterback that runs football and play and runs the football and plays for the Buffalo Bills, and they don't like when a quarterback runs the football for the Buffalo Bills. And then you fast forward a year, they love it, Dave. They're big fans of it. Mm-hmm. And so in some in some, these, in some of these circumstances, uh, some of the people like that Sean Payton is referencing, um, they they need to be referenced. But yeah, nobody here is taking joy in the fact that these guys lost their jobs. Um, but we do have to talk about it because it's newsworthy. Of course, but there is, yes, uh, yes, that is the base. But also there is a requirement for some of us. Some people report as it goes. Some people report on what happened. Other people's charge is to try and make some sense of it. And so that, I think, is uh, what we sit here in Studio 66 today trying to do. We're not merely reporting on it. We're also opining on it and who, whether you think it's fair or not, deserve you know there's another movie for you like clint eastwood says (laughs) deserves got nothing to do with it in this case sometimes deserve does have something to do with it the question is how can we divine percentage or amount of responsibility for deserving the state of uh, of uh your pro football team there's a certain amount of randomness that that goes into being successful in the nfl it could come down to a missed kick it could come down to five missed kicks and then at the end of everything we're supposed to look at it and be like oh well this is the obvious answer there a lot of times there isn't an obvious answer sometimes it just doesn't work out the ball isn't round and even if the ball was round uh we couldn't guarantee an outcome and and so it's just it's not going to work all the time and People make decisions as though it was supposed to. Well, I mean, here's a fascinating case for you is John Harbaugh 
six, seven, eight weeks ago, what it was about seven weeks ago, he was done. It was announced. The 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 uh, the Ravens and the longtime head coach John Harbaugh will be parting ways. John Harbaugh did something rash. Flacco was a little banged up there, but it did open the door for him to try something different. And he rightly, wisely when given the opportunity, okay, now we can go back to the alleged franchise guy, number five. He said, no, no, we can't stop this role we're on with the kid here. And now he's in the playoffs. Perhaps there's something to be gleaned from that. Yeah, we don't know. The thing is, is there's an incomplete product. We, don't, we have no idea. We can't look at the cake. Cake's still in the oven. It's, it's like Schrodinger's cat. Let's talk a little bit. We'll, we'll go back and forth here with, uh, with what uh, trying to make some sense of things here. Let's go back to the football side of things here. Okay. First and foremost, I, I feel sad about uh, week 17 because <laughs> I, I did I mention that I'm a Steelers fan? fan i did yeah so i was okay. bummed out by the way it went and i am not a fire mike tomlin guy i'm not a fire anybody guy you know generally speaking i'm not at least uh um quick to to throw it out get rid of them that'll sa- solve everything who are you gonna get is always the question who what, what's on the other side you're so quick to dump somebody but what, what's uh, waiting for that's a good that's good advice for the fellas out there too with women and vice versa like <laughs> i need to move on from this uh from from this woman like okay get ready because the great abyss awaits you out there from the book settle by dave damashek that's right that's it's not always better <laughs> Um, I thought that the 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 thing that would have turned me into like maybe it's time to move on from Tomlin is if they wouldn't have beaten the the Bengals. They barely survived the Bengals, led by Jeff Driscoll, AJ Green out, Tyler Boyd out. There was nothing out there that should have scared the Steelers, and yet they got awful close to blowing it. And if the Browns had pulled it off in Baltimore and the Steelers had lost, I don't know what. But um, as it is, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, a grand... I wouldn't call it a shootout, but a uh, a great head-to-head that we can look forward to at least next year. Right, and hopefully um, a lot of these same circumstances, if Lamar Jackson does have a stretch of his career that resembles the past five seasons of Joe Flacco's, he would probably be out of the league. Uh, not all quarterbacks are afforded the same uh, set of circumstances and leniency in terms of their impact on the field. But if um, if we can keep this thing going, that would be great. And it's it's tough as a Steelers fan, because seven isn't as good as he has been. Um, and he, I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. Well, I'll tell you, know, that that's another story, but I would say that in an alternate universe, the Steelers retired Bruce Arians five, seven years or so ago. And they remember they announced his retirement. And he's right. like, well, you know, uh, I'm not retiring. I don't know where this, this news <laughs> came from, but I'm, in fact, not retired. Then he went to the Cardinals and turned them into a contender. This is not something that a Steelers uh, organization uh, so rightly proud of its stability over the last uh, half century would, would ever think about doing. But Bruce Arians would also say, no, I'm not interested. Remember, you retired me a few years ago. But if you really wanted to fix the Pittsburgh Steelers, you could hire Bruce Arians for two years and I bet you that he would propel them, but you know, or, or you could, I'm just throwing that out. If you, if you have, fun. if you have a, a really gifted running back who would like to be compensated fairly, you could compensate him, have him on the field for the last few games. Uh, I feel like that would help in a situation where James Conner went hurt as running backs are want to do. And uh, you could consider uh, finding a quarterback. Like, who, are you talking about CJ Anderson? 
I'm, oh wait. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I, I'm considering, and the Steelers haven't picked in the top 15 of the draft since God knows when, mm-hmm. and, and that that's going to take its impact. And so you, you're kind of a victim of your own success there. Uh, but when you have good players, are arguably great players that you can't get, you can't reach an agreement with on, on a contract. You have uh, a a quarterback who seems to undermine relationships with offensive coordinators. He has to have a go-between, and, and granted, Todd Haley it was a bit of a issue as well in that relationship. So you have the guy who's the go-between now. You've got him calling the plays, and you eke out 16 points against the Cincinnati Bengals. And so there's, there's circumstances that aren't under Mike Tomlin's control, um, and I don't necessarily know that somebody else is going to fix those. But if, it, if you can find somebody that makes Ben Roethlisberger 2008 Ben Roethlisberger, by all means. I wonder uh, I what's going to be now going forward with some of these teams that have just um, dispatched their head coaches. I think it's it's. I think the the fascinating figure today is Case Keenum because Vikings fans are saying, "See, we should have just kept him. We would have been better off. We 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 blew it by spending the 30 million on Kirk Cousins." And at the exact same moment, a mile high, people are saying. Well, I mean, you know, how how good could they have been? They had Case Keenum as their quarterback to to get Vance Joseph off the hook, and I can't really make sense of who's right about that. Can both things be true? Well, we can we can certainly find out, right? We can just have everybody in Denver say, "Hey, let's bring Case Keenum back," because obviously it was Vance Joseph was the one that was undermining this football team. So bring Case Keenum back next year, and let's see with their shiny, bright new head coach, whoever that's going to be, how successful they're going to be in 2019 with Case Keenum. Uh, playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Let's find out. Who is, you know what? We brought it out here. We have it here. We'll do it uh, intermittently here. Wait, I can't tell which is which. We got uh, got several faces to discuss here. Well, there was... uh... Okay. Uh, All right. I'm trying to figure this all out here. I just dropped one of the faces, too. That's going to be a problem. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass there. By the way, uh, belated uh, Merry Christmas to you, Eddie Spaghetti. Thank you, Dave. Uh, same too. Uh, well, do you, do you celebrate the holiday now or no? Because I know you celebrated Hanukkah before. Okay. What are you talking about? How long have you known me? Yes, I celebrate Christmas and always have since the day I met you. I didn't know. Well before that. You talk about the the, Hanuk- the menorah a lot, so I wasn't quite 100% sure. I t- I t- when have I, you and I ever once? I would like you to sitting cite down a single the, conversation sitting, sitting when we discussed the, uh, the menorah. Well, menorahs have never been a subject. For you and me. Yes, it was. Right before, before we did the show two weeks ago. I was sitting over there. We talked about it. And we talked about a menorah. You brought it up, yes. All right. Anyway, and Merry Christmas had, to you, Dave. Merry Christmas to you, Patrick. We had a lot of conversations you, about menorahs. <laughs> it just, the way you say it just stuck Dave, in my head. Don't get Dave going on the menorahs. Loves a, the Festival of Lights. Yeah. I like, the, I like Hanukkah. I also like Christmas. I like them all. Um, it was a good one, though, Spaghetti. It was good. It was, I was glad to be home in uh, East Coast. It, end, it ended well for Spaghetti Claybon because uh, Saquon validated all of his uh, yeah, confirmed his season long. Um, well, he wavered a little bit here and there, but but for the most part, you're now happy with Saquon. I, I mean, yeah, it always was. He he was fantastic. I hope he does win Rookie of the Year. I think he had a pretty strong Week 17. Uh, and the best part was the Giants still lost the game because that would have hurt their draft stock. Oh no! Tank it fan. Is, it is an all time awesome season by a clearly um, difference-making talent. But how big a difference 
can a running back make in the 21st century? I continue to be suspicious of it, and it's easy to be on that side. I'm not saying you're taking the easy position. You're a Giants fan. You like to see an electric young guy. But that's as good, as opposed to a quarterback that gets progressively better, a cornerback who gets progressively better over a a handful of seasons. Running backs don't tend to increase in talent. And the savvy that they pick up outside of um, pass protection is marginal. That's the best Saquon's going to be, and they won five games. That's that's the, the more than the to Cardinals, make. more than the Jets, who drafted a quarterback. I know, but the more QBs the are going to get better on those teams, and they're going and, and right, there but, go. They should get but more. But the, the same, the, the flip side, the Giants will have a better O on the Giants. Will have you have the perfect guy Odell. here to the Giants support? Giants will have a better potential, hopefully better quarterback. Yeah. Claybon's uh, here to support you, though. He's he's going to tell you because he doesn't like the QB win stat. Even no. though what? even though he and his friend Mina Kimes like to argue that QB wins don't matter. My, My push back on that is how many great QBs have been on perennial bad teams my favorite Dave narrative is pretending not to understand what we say about I don't understand because I don't I continue to be baffled by it he builds this psionic energy box that's just like no 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 I can't hear Uh you jokes on you I don't even know what psionic (laughs) means so how about that how about it ultimately I don't think the Giants thought Sam Darnold was the quarterback for the future so they just went with the guy they thought was a better football player they it wasn't about running backs or quarterbacks they just didn't think Sam Darnold was the guy and maybe they're wrong maybe I don't they're right know. maybe they're learning from Tom Coughlin who down Duval County way old man to... yells at cloud well he didn't like uh, the way how Leonard dare Fournette these players sit on himself. the bench they should stand <laughs> be standing. why is there a wow bench? we have we don't have a vintage. ping pong table we have got vintage hot takesmen. Ah, why got, is that cloud there? The Om takesman is in the house at the perfect time here. Let's Blake, go. Blake, take this $20 million. Are you guys sitting on a bench? Blake, here, here, here's the check, sir. You can cash it in. Why are you on a bench? <laughs> Out of here. Sorry. No, listen. That's why, listen, I like it. I like the passion. I'm trying to make some sense of it. I do, I feel like we're kind of burying the lead. Everybody today is talking about the guys who have been dismissed and who else deserves to be dismissed and who doesn't. Let's talk for a minute about uh, about the playoff picture, shall we? Yeah, let's, let's, do let's, uh, let's do something very pigskinny, football-y, so on and so forth. Do you agree with me? Now, complete hard right turn here. Do you agree with me? That Todd Gurley's knee, the state of his knee, now that they have won and uh, now they get a bye, so two weeks for Gurley to put that uh, that bent knee up and uh, with the other foot and relax a little bit. I think that getting that bye is significant. As long as Todd Gurley is ready to go, I say they're Super Bowl bound. How say you? Going to be tough to go into New Orleans and get a win. Um my pick would be the Saints, but Todd Gurley definitely helps into the Saquon Barkley argument um, because I, I understand the running back doesn't matter argument. I, I get it. I, I can see that a quarterback is more valuable, but if running backs don't matter, no, they why, definitely then, matter. I'm not. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to suggest uh, that. Don't don't you get into your sciatic chamber? <laughs> no, but but honestly, like because receivers matter, offensive linemen matters. It matters to have good football players, mm. and the better football players you have, uh, the more things you can do that the other team can't do. I like the way the Saints are constructed, especially at running back. Alvin Kamara, week in and week out, is the X factor for me of that team. And uh, I think he, um, obviously, if you you know if you 
been watching them the last couple of years, you know why I say that. Um, I think the Saints are a um, are you know obviously going to be tough to beat. They've already taken care of the Rams. I do think though that um, you know Gurley's health it was it was kind of obscured over the last quarter of the right. season. We didn't exactly know what was going on. There was something we what, after fifty four fifty one. What happened to the Rams? Todd Gurley wasn't right. That's what happened. And I think if he can be right, I think that uh, that will be the difference, and they'll be able to take down the Saints even in NOLA. And looking at the way that it's progressed, he, he leaves a game, he comes back in a game, uh, he's, he's on the sideline riding a bike. I don't know that two weeks is going to give him everything he needs to do to to quote-unquote get healthy. Uh, I think it's going to take a whole offseason for that. Uh, but he's still a very good football player, and a lot of guys are, are dealing with bumps and bruises. And to be perfectly honest, you don't need him against the Cardinals in the 49. That's exactly right. That was the smart move. Hey, Spaghetti, real quick. What? Tell me, I'm sorry, off the top of my head. I'm trying to figure it out. The Eagles assume the sixth seed. So the Eagles now go into Chicago to play that game. That's a winnable game for Foles and company, um, I think. But I, I would, uh, I'll, I'll take the Bears in that one. How say you? Uh, I would also go with the Bears. Um, I love that pass to, rush. It's tough to bet against Nick. Um, considering what he's done recently, but he, he takes a big shot to the ribs. Uh, he had a, a horrible pick against Washington that was kind of it was kind of tough to explain. The, the guy was coming on a cross that was wide open. Um, but Chicago is just so good, and their second stringers. Uh, what Vic Fangio uh, did to the Vikings yesterday. I mean, they're crushing cousins with backups. It was like there was no hope, and the Vikings absolutely needed a chance uh, to win to get into the playoffs, and they just stomped on their necks schematically and physically. Do you buy this business about uh, the, the the mythical most dangerous team, team no one wants to play? Is that, in fact, whoever emerges from uh, from Big D between the Seahawks and the Cowboys? Is that the one nobody wants to see? Um, I think everybody wants to play somebody in, in the playoffs. It's like, cause that, that means that you won and you get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I, uh, if, if, if I'm picking the more favorable matchup of those two teams, uh, yeah, I would, I, I would say that I wouldn't want to play Seattle because let's play that game. As a matter of fact, right now, spaghetti jump in here as well. Um, which team, which is the better matchup if you are two and, and we've covered this, um, you know, listen, th these things always change uh, if you wait long enough. But recent history, which is the last five years, every team that has made it to a Super Bowl had a bye. Nine one seeds, one two seed, and that was the Atlanta Falcons. So obviously the bye is relevant this decade. So who is the team that the number one seeded Saints are hoping to see come to town in the divisional round? Let's look at it from that perspective. Everybody will get swept up in the wild card. What's better for the Saints rolling in? I would say it would be either the Eagles coming in there as the sixth seed, or it would be whoever survives the Cowboys-Seahawks game. And if it's – I think the Saints would obviously prefer the Eagles. They they blew a, they blew this Eagles team out That's right. not too long ago. That's correct. And I just wonder matchup-wise – how they confront the Bears defense. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, when you can, when you can, when they can devastate the way they can with that pass rush, I don't know how any team really, no one wants to see that pass rush come into town. That's what the Rams have to fear, especially after the way the Bears handled them up in Chicago. Is, is it for the Rams? Uh, is the train of thought? They're not going to, they're not going to have to see the Bears. 
it, I mean, if the Bears take down the Eagles, then that is who is coming to Los Angeles. Is the weather that big a difference? Because that's what everybody pointed to watching that game. Oh, Jared Goff is a SoCal boy. He doesn't like uh, he doesn't like the the cold weather. There. <laughs> I think when Khalil, I think that's kind of fair. When Khalil Mack is smashing you, it doesn't matter if it's ninety five degrees or it may matter. I've, I've, I've talked to enough football guys that they say like, oh yeah, it real it hurts way worse when it's cold out. Yeah, no, it, it's it, but I mean both teams are still playing on the same field. I don't think certain players have like genetic cold advantage I'd, i wouldn't think so either but i have talked to enough guys surely you have too i say well but you're all from either florida texas or california at this point or a, a gargantuan percentage of you guys are why would it make a difference if you're from if you play in chicago they're like i don't know are you but you just get used to it you get used to it and if you're coming up there from atlanta or new orleans or whatever you're not as ready for it I, I I just think schematically the Bears played really well, and the I don't think the Rams are going to have the same game plan uh, because this this defense eliminates That's certain things. That exactly right. See, Sean McVay is he a genius or is he not? Football America, I say he is in fact a genius. That's why they jumped out to the gigantic. Uh, they, they 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 were an awesome storyline for the first half of the year, obscured only by Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, and I think that he with Todd Gurley being a little banged up and their uh, playoff spot all but secure. Sean Payton didn't have to show everything in the second half of the season. And I think come January, he will unfurl all of his <laughs> uh, his evil schemes ah. on, on uh, the NFC. And I think that they are going to the Super Bowl. Spaghetti, how say you? To the Super Bowl? I mean, my, my pick, uh, I want to be boring and go kind of chalk. I still think it's going to be the rematch of the game we saw Monday Night Football. Uh, Chiefs Rams. Uh, well, that wouldn't be boring at all. Yeah, no, nobody, no, nobody no, no. Imagine if we got that. Imagine if you got. Imagine if, if, if I could tell you right now, who wouldn't sign that ticket other than the fans of uh, the teams that are also in the playoff mix here? Everybody would want that one, right? You would just say, like, yeah, just give us the rematch of that. Or the select few, like curmudgeon NFL, like old school writers who don't who love defense and think that game is it's bad for the NFL. To oh see yeah, f- uh, fifty plus uh, points on that each game side. had all kinds of defense. Drew Brees. Hey, by the way, it did. There too. were defensive touch- a ton of defensive <laughs> touchdowns. Way, was, yeah. You, what kind of defense you want? You want picks? You yeah. want touchdowns? You want sacks? We yeah. got it. Baby. As a matter of fact, we uh, we gave out the Shecky Awards last week. Go back and listen to them. As usual, one of the uh, one of the categories was Jenga piece of the year. The most important member of his football team. That if you removed him, the entire thing would implode. Is Tyreek Hill. That's who won it this year, the one, the Shecky Award. Um, however, that being said, come playoff time, the X Factor, the AFC side, I think, is Justin Houston. How about that? What do you think about them, Beans? I, or at minimum, the or if we can expand beyond that, D Ford and, uh, and the rest of the guys, Chris Jones, and what they're – if they – can if Patrick Mahomes can follow the same recipe that they followed all year long, which is that they jump you early and then turn it over to that pass rush, I think they can certainly still go to the Super Bowl if they fall behind and a team starts trying to grind them like the Ravens did a few weeks ago. I would be very scared as a Chiefs fan. Uh, the, my problem with D Ford and Chris Jones and Justin Houston is if, if the guys behind them are, are running around lost. There's really nothing they can do about it. It's like how many coverage sacks do these guys have on mm-hmm. the season? You count it on one hand, uh, I would assume. And so it's just it's so tough. And so my guy would be Eric Berry. Does Eric Berry I hear you. into shape? Makes sense. And, and sort of make things happen because a lot of these touchdowns weren't just Orlando Scandrick getting mossed or 
uh, Fuller getting beat, sometimes they were just plain old coverage busts. And so if they can shore things up, if they can just make it somewhat difficult for the other team to score, yeah, I, th- I think they're going to the Super Bowl. All right, who do you want? Let's play it. AFC side, it's a new game show. Who do you want? They come up with a clever name, MOVP. What's a good name for this? Who do you want? It's like hmm. it's like love connection, but playoff. I don't know. Wait. Uh, playoff love connection. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. Your your work. Playoff your brain, connection. Your way. Your your brain's working overtime here. Yeah. A lot of eggnog for you back home. Oh yeah. You 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 polished off a couple of. More like rosé for me, but. You went rosé mm-hmm. even in the holiday and season. And some pink champagne. Ah, the rosé. Ah, classic. And the mm-hmm. champagne. Mm-hmm. Um. Anywho, let's play it now. The AFC side. So, oh, but and we didn't do the Rams. Who do the Rams most want to see? If they like, so the Saints most want to pl- see the Eagles. Obviously, that makes sense. Who do the Rams prefer to see coming into the Coliseum? The survivor of. Wait, let me go. Wait, how will that? <laughs> I'm confusing myself. If you're the two seed, as the Rams. If the Bears win, you get the Bears. So, do they want the Bears, or do they want the Eagles to beat? the bears in which case they would get the survivor of Seahawks and Cowboys. I'll jump in if you want. Yeah. I think the Cowboys, and this is just from watching them because they're always on TV a lot. The, especially how the giants looked yesterday versus them without Odell Beckham is like, you gotta be really afraid of that, that, that secondary of how Eli and like with Sterling Shepard and Russell Shepard and Cody Latimer, like one handed catches all over those guys. I think you don't want to play Russell Wilson because I just try, I just trust yeah. Russ in the playoffs. You don't want any and part of that. I'm a big believer. And Carson in, has been awesome. I'm also a big believer in. You're right. I think Spaghetti has uh, gotten the right answer here because I think that um, I always point to the people. Oh, get another shot at them. We want another shot at that team. No, you don't. Generally speaking, if a team beats you once and then they beat you a second time, your third. Uh, that that's one of the uh, one of those um, cliches in sports that is completely invalid. Like it's hard to beat a time. Oh, it's hard. To beat a, <laughs> it's hard to beat a team uh, three times uh, in the same season. Yeah. You know it's harder to lose the first two and then somehow <laughs> magically overcome what yeah. is now uh, a pattern. Um, but the Seahawks have given them a couple of good games. I'd be scared if I were the Rams. You don't want to see that. Team I, I don't again. think you ever want to play a division opponent in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I just let's get somebody else. AFC side, the Chiefs. Who do they most wish to see? The chances are. I mean, I think this is pretty obvious. The Chargers just went in there and beaten them or the Ravens. Or if you're the Chiefs, do you want the six seed Colts to to um, knock off the Texans, which I have a bad feeling is going to happen, too. I, I think it's easily the Colts. I, you want the Colts coming yeah, to town because right. I've seen um, Andrew Luck thrown from a lot of clean pockets uh, last night, even threw a pick uh, out of a clean pocket. But the one thing that Kansas City can do on defense, that, that one thing is rush the passer uh, really well. And, and I think it changes the dynamic. T.Y. Hilton is hurt. Um, they needed a fourth and eight miracle pass from Mahomes against the Ravens. They, they lost outright at home to the Chargers. Yeah. Give me Indianapolis. I think 
even like you say, I'm, I'm with you. You don't want to see Phil old man rivers rolling back in there again. The chargers really could have won way back in week one for as relevant as that is uh, four months later. But, I, but obviously more recently you saw the chargers come in there and take care of business without Keenan Allen and without Melvin Gordon. So you would have to be scared if you're a chiefs fan. That being said, I think the worst one that you could see is the Ravens. Cause deep down, you know, if you're a chiefs guy, you're a chiefs fan, you know what happened there. You got you got real lucky to survive that Ravens game, and they can come in there, and if Lamar Jackson is coming off of... And by the way, as a side note, all, Baker Mayfield had a great game for the Browns. He almost pulled off the rally. It was remarkable stuff, but that was a bigger spot for Lamar Jackson to, to show up in because he's at home. And again, as we've talked about ad nauseum, he's the one. The Ravens were the team that had the curse of supposed to on their shoulders. They were supposed to win that game. All they had to do was knock off the lowly Browns and they were onto the playoffs. That's a lot of pressure for the kid. And he came out rolling. He was, I mean, he was on the money with just about every three throw he made in the first half there and was so I mean was was playing loose was juking guys was shaming guys out there professional athletes out there and making them look slow and clumsy it was a it was a dynamite performance by Lamar Jackson that so far uh 24 hours or less has not been celebrated as much oh, as the yeah, one by Baker Mayfield it's tough because the goalposts always move so much for Lamar Jackson it's all he can't play quarterback at this level and it's like oh well they can't sustain it's like oh sustainable what's sustainable Kirk Cousins at 45 yards passing in the first half I don't know if that's sustainable but anyway um Lamar he go he somersaults into the end zone as he as he said he's styling on this uh Brown's defense that was supposed to well Greg Williams has the blitzes because people have figured out this option thing all right so Lamar's running by himself down the end zone the only thing that that kept him from getting that third rushing touchdown was this phantom uh holding call on Hayden Hurst and then there's a fraction of an inch that keeps him from four rushing touchdowns Mm -hmm. uh, on the day and so still but how about that yeah. though? I mean, I bet the the I don't want to get good into the bad Everybody doesn't. Stuff, everybody doesn't do it. Has that been? Has that now in the second half of the season? The first half of the season was all about Patrick Mahomes and the undefeated Rams and how long can they keep this going? And look at what Drew Brees is doing there. Oh, they're they're rounding into a contender. But the second half of the season for me has been the demise of, and I'm a Steelers guy, so maybe I'm overstating this, the demise of the Steelers. What the hell happened? After they, if I would have told you, if I would have told you on Thursday night football, when the Steelers are winning 87 to zero against the Carolina Panthers, who had been on a roll themselves coming in there. If I would have told you in that moment, oh, hey, by the way, this team's not going to make the playoffs. And oh, by the way, Roethlisberger is not going to get hurt or anything. They're just going to lose to bum teams as they do. And they're just going to miss out on the playoffs. Your jaw would have hit the floor. But the bigger picture is the officiating has been so bad in the second half of the season. There's no way around it, and it's inexplicable when it's so fixable. Oh, yeah, we got back there eventually. It's um, sometimes they're just not good. I mean, sometimes no, no, that's enabling. You talk about enabling. What? That's enabling. Well, they're not good. You know, they made they're what, human what? beings and they make mistakes. Yes, but we can fix those mistakes. Yes, we. Yes, it's I've readily been, available I've been, technology. I've, I've been saying this. Um, I take I took some great videos that were I I can show it to you in slow mo of my right? kids uh, jumping on trampolines. It's great stuff. But, Surely, but Dave, we, we can figure out how to have the officials get video evidence of what's happening before they blow calls and have, dictate how games end and which teams make the playoffs 
and which we, don't. We got we got chips in the ball right now. We got chips in the ball. We got a we got a car sized robot that's been driving around Mars for seven years. I know it's neat. We we still spot the football with chains and eyeballs for for no reason. I don't I don't know why we do that. We could fix it. We could fix it in one off season, and the green light goes up. It's the like a idea hockey that goal. it's not like well this would take a committee to figure no. no. <laughs> and it wouldn't take any time. What's the, the here's the craziest thing of all about the pass interference? Why that's not reviewable? It's the biggest. Uh, it's the biggest by yardage by far and away the biggest uh, penalty you can drop on a team. I can go. Oh yeah. P, no, oh yeah. What, was that close? Did he have a hand? I, I don't know. Ah, pass interference. Not reviewable. G- give him sixty yards. What? What just happened here? But the other ones are reviewable. Yeah, it's insane. I, I've been. I've been captain of the hashtag make it reviewable campaign uh, here's some people are like oh well, it'll take too long it's like i'm investing three hours into this football game anyway i would just like to see the outcome of the game determined by the players that play it and not by an official who may be upset that somebody said something to him and then they're mad and so now they're going to throw a personal foul because somebody somebody taunted and it doesn't fit with how we want football let's just get get all that out of there um in basketball, they have no problem making calls based on contact that creates an advantage. So just do that with pass interference, offensive and defensive. Did this guy push a guy? Maybe. Did it give him an unfair advantage? Yeah. Throw the flag. It should, That's right. It, it, it's something that we can all see instantaneously. The replay takes too long. It takes five seconds. That's the problem. The problem is that we can see that they are wrong now. You could let it go generations ago because oh, there were a couple of replay reviews. I watch old football games all the time online. I love watching the old games from 1979 and 1986 and whatever. And the difference is, is that while you can see, oh, I, you know what? I think his foot was uh, kind of on the line there. It is there, there are a couple of camera angles. Now there are six or eight different angles on every play. You can see clearly that the guy is wrong and it is not a five minute process to make that uh, to make that realization it takes uh, the the you, if you just have like a guy in new york city or wherever he is or up in the stadium or whatever just say like uh hey marv that was uh that actually was pi like uh, that, that that's how long it takes let's let's eliminate let's eliminate the process with no 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 he, he, he didn't actually make contact with him there now so that you should pick up the flag okay, okay. Then that's it that's how long it would take if they're worried about time then let's get rid of this after review, the ruling on the field, and then we have to talk about, well, it stands, so that means this. So it's like, well, it's confirmed, so that means this. No, let's just have a thing that shows up on the screen. Catch. No catch. Pass interference. No pass interference. Let's just do that. It's 2018. It's about to be 2019, literally tomorrow. Let's stop with the official announcements. Let's just give us a hand signal. Uh, getting upset. Now, ah. Eddie Spaghetti. Are we right? The Ravens are the worst team, or is it the Chargers? For the Chiefs, well, I was going to say my kind of hot take is I think the Chiefs would rather play the Patriots than have to play either the Ravens or the Chargers in the AFC title game if it worked out that way. Is that uh, could yeah? Well, that's interesting. So the two seed is the uh, is the Patriots, and we see now what they want to do. You know, they're a flawed group by their measure, by their own uh, you know decade and a half long measure. Now, they're not as good, and yet they're completely viable pick in the AFC to get to the Super Bowl. So. Do they want I, – I, I think you're right, Spaghetti, about that. Well, I think from the Patriots' point of view, go you start us off here, uh, Claybon. Who do the Patriots 
least want to see and most want to see here? Um, I think the Patriots least want to see Baltimore. Um, I, I, there... or, the, or the Chargers or what? the Texans. If the Texans, if it goes chalk, as you say, it would be the Texans would win and they would go to Foxborough. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely don't think that they want to play the Houston Texans. Um, I think really? if I'm anybody, I want if I'm anybody in the AFC, the team that I want to play is the Patriots, um, because they had a lot of success against the Dolphins and the Bills and the Jets at the end of the season. The Dolphins and Bills and the Jets ain't here anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's time. And you I guys, love that. That's a hot take too. Look at the two of you teaming up on totally a hot great. take. Uh, it, it's well, it's because the we, names are Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and they have that uh, weird flying Elvis on their yeah. hat. That's why it's a hot take. And I was so concerned, Dave, because you know the last thing I want is the Patriots to win another Super Bowl. The literal last thing that I want. And so I was so worried that we were going to look back at the end of the season. And I hate that it happened because I don't want Josh Gordon's career to be over. But I thought we were going to see the Patriots win the Super Bowl, and it was going to be like we just let them have Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. We just let him have this player, and he made things work, and he hid a lot of their deficiencies. But there's nowhere left to hide. There is nowhere left to hide. They I hear you. They got to buy um, because the division is trash, and it's been trash for a long time, and that's why they have so many division titles. But it's finally over. Oh, yes. Praise he, be to Allah. You said that a little bit too glibly yes. for the New England-based uh, listener. They don't like that talk. But I will remind you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh but did you see what the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills combined record is ab- uh, against non-AFC uh, f- uh, opponents? Are their records as good? Listen, the Patriots. The thing is with the Patriots. Although those teams are good teams, their record. Uh, the Patriots have never had to spend two seconds considering how to win their division in order to get to the playoffs. By comparison, if you're the Steelers and Ravens, your first order of business is how are we going to get through this mix before we move on to the big tournament? That's just that's the way it goes. If yeah. you're if you're in the NFC South, you must calculate. Well, this is the way the Falcons do it. And, and you've seen it. The best example is probably the NFC North with the, all the big QBs and everything. And the, well, we have Aaron Rodgers in our division. Ergo, that's what the Bears did. The Bears are all about. We got to figure out how to disrupt Aaron Rodgers. We zigged when they zagged. The Patriots have never for one in 15 years had to think how are we going to get through this division before we start figuring anything out the nfc south comparison works out perfectly because julio jones has been in this division forever it's like well all right so we're going to draft a cornerback how do we deal with julio jones and and these are decisions that other teams are making meanwhile the jets and the dolphins and the bills are like uh how do we win football game like that's the that's literally they're they're at step one and they've been at step they're one all bad for teams. A decade they've all been bad teams for mostly for i mean listen all right fine the dolphins with gase in his first year went to the playoffs the sanchise jets <laughs> went to two title games so on and so forth but you get the larger picture and uh and don't be wise with me uh bills fans about your playoff run last year that was so mad. they don't like that playoff run that playoff run was bad it wasn't good they didn't have the quarterback they wanted they got their guy now congratulations but of course you're gonna win games because I can say this is a pedigree snob. When you're always drafted in the top 10, you have enough talent to win some games. You're going to win a handful of games over the course of a season. Anyhow, the Patriots, <laughs> you say the Texans, are they don't want the Texans? I don't think they want the Texans. They they almost lo- like a team with that? zero history. They talk about pressure. That team should be feel that franchise, Bill O'Brien and so on. You know, and by the way, 
I know Deshaun Watson and company went up there and beat them in what was that week two, week four, whatever that was in 2017, and but bad call on Philip Dorsett touchdown, whatever that was. They they had them beat. Um, I believe it was Brandon Cooks. Who, oh, Brandon Cooks, you're who, right. Who the Patriots um, summarily dumped. Um, wait a minute. You mean to tell me there was a big play by the New England Patriots and Philip Dorsett wasn't involved? I find that hard to believe. <laughs> but okay, yeah, you're right. It was Brandon Cooks. Either way, yes, and they can rush the passer, but they have to be Bill. You know, Belichick will beat Bill O'Brien. I gotta believe that that's that, that that's the way that would go down. But they are built to rush the passer. You just know. I mean, I do not would not need to. Uh, whatever, I don't know, uh, my my shoe collection, I don't know, I could bet my shoe collection on it. I can tell you with certainty I'll still have my shoes after the uh, Patriots defeat the Texans. I just, just I love Deshaun Watson, too. I love watching him and if, Duke Hopkins, but they'll beat them. If you wore 14, Dave, I would take that bet 100%, but I just don't have the space. I'm with you. I, I love the hot take that you and Spaghetti, uh, that you and Spaghetti, I'm sorry, I, that was, was that a humble brag? Does that count as a humble brag? Well, what he just said that I, I wear a size fourteen. I think that's well. It's just he's a bigger shoe than I'm only a thirteen. Look, so look, oh, yeah. look who worked in his own humble yeah. brag. That, that was, see, a, humble that was brag. a humble brag because we're on team anti Patriots right now. <laughs> see, I, I was because it, it it made sense to the like if we wore the same size shoe because I schematically like logistically what am I going to do with a bunch of shoes that don't fit? I wear a twelve. That's not. I was I'm, say not 10. I'm not a ham and agar. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Who am I, Greg Rosenthal? All of a sudden, See, and that was a, that was a humble brag too because big there was there. no need. Damashek wears a wears a nice uh, a nice size shoe, you know. No one's I, ever been going around with Dave. Look, look at how small his shoes are. It's, no it's, one's ever said I'm a VP. No I wear a seven, it. just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We've got everybody. <laughs> shoe size is kind of like the. I'm not gonna sit here and in the same episode be called fat and dainty. I'm not gonna do. No, it. literally, nobody calls you fat. You, I heard what you, you said. implored everybody to call you. I heard what you, you said, and MVP will be more than happy to talk to you about uh, about my huskiness, right? MVP? No, not at all. You're looking spelt. There we go. I don't like that. I don't like when. See, that's enabling. All right, now let's do the other one, though. Okay. To be fa- oh wait, we did the other one. <laughs> the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots. I'm trying to think. Yeah, they would want. Um, the yeah, it's got to be the Texans. That would be the matchup they would have to most want there. None of them are really all that uh, great. If you're the Pats, though, yeah, there's there's really no good matchup for New England. That's why I think everybody would want them. That's why I think it's over. And I'm I'm celebrating. Perhaps I'm celebrating prematurely, but whatever. It you know feels what's a, good. You know what's a weird thing is that Bill Belichick. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I should really look them up if I'm going to invoke this uh, all through January. But the um. The the thing about, well, Belichick's such a great coach. If you give him some tape on you, it makes sense that you would say, if he gets another crack at you, he's definitely going to decimate you. The numbers uh, historically suggest that if you get a second shot at Belichick, you're more likely to beat him. Huh? I think Andy Reid getting another shot um, at home. I just don't know. I don't, I don't love the curse of Sposta. That would be a lot of pressure <laughs> of the Patriots. If you're, if you're, you laugh, that's a real uh... thing. It's I thought playoffs. Claybon. I talk to football guys all the time, and they completely agree with it. They they are like that is exactly right. Yeah. That when you are supposed to win a game, it adds a ton of pressure, They're, especially when you get 
any hint of adversity. The state, the home crowd turns against you. If you're the Chiefs, if you're the Chiefs and you're, you're a longtime Chiefs fan, you go to Arrowhead and you're like, oh, we always know no matter how good we are. Well, we always know what happens in January. You know that's going to well, be. If, well, if, oh, if, Mahomes got picked off in the first seven minutes if and that, now we're down 10 nothing. Oh, that, that place will get real bad. If that, that happens to a player, if they, if they can't play as well in a certain situation, then they're not as good. And that that's just it. If if all it takes is a little adversity for you to quit, then you're just not as good of a football player. Listen, human being, yes, professional athletes have a different level of confidence than Dave Damashek has, and yet they still are human beings and are susceptible to those feelings of pressure that you, well, maybe not you, but that uh, I experience. I mean, pressure... Pressure can only do so much when you got a guy. I, you love you love shooting that one down, when but they, that's about the, momentum and stuff. But when things start going against yeah. you, a lot of people get spooked by it. There could be all the pressure in the world, and it's not going to make Tyreek Hill any slower. True, but it might make him drop a ball. Or, or playing defense well can make him drop a ball. Yeah, but or guess what? I, that's a, ball. But that's why sports are great. It's not because Mark Lemke, the light-hitting second baseman of the Atlanta Braves, improbably got some big uh, hits in October. That's a fun Cinderella story. What's, Nick Foles had no pressure. That was a great and uh, marvelous story a year ago, and perhaps we'll see a repeat of it now. But what I really love is when the guy has all the pressure and everybody knows it's on him, and everybody in the huddle knows that it's about this guy. And he's made every play, and he's got five Super Bowl rings. That's and right. The ball's in the air, and he just needs to make a play, and he drops the football because sometimes it just happens. All right, but you but listen. You you can be coy. I think Eddie Spaghetti and Emma VP know who's right in this case, right? Emma VP, who's I, right? Yep, you're right. <laughs> Emma VP, she's into her eggnog already. You know, <laughs> she started early. Tipping it back behind the glass. <laughs> just get. Can we get done here? I want to. I want to go watch the ball drop. There's, there's, I got to. <laughs> I want to see what Seacrest has to say as the ball goes down. I say it's not a New Year's for Emma VP without uh, gotta have Anderson. Got to have Coop. New Year's Rock and Eve. There's a couple of meanings for behind the glass, and Emma's definitely behind the glass on this one. I don't even know what that means either. It's a me- like because you drink, and so oh, the glass is in front. All right. Um, da, 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 da. Hey, uh, did you get a good uh, Christmas present, Claybon? I did. What'd you uh, get? Um, I got a um, Nest home security camera. Okay. And um, I also got some cool sweaters. Nice. Um, and they and they are we there. seeing that one of them right now? Uh, this was a this was a pre uh, Christmas sweater. Look at you! So you go sweater with nothing underneath, huh? Here's the thing: I put the sweater on to see what it looked like with with nothing underneath, uh-huh. and my wife was like, "That looks good." And I was like, "Ah, this is too much V. The V is a little too deep. I'm That's showing all right. a little too much skin." So I went, and she was like, "No, no, trust my judgment." And because I don't really. That's the only fashion opinion I really care about because I'm, you know, you know, I'm trying to make moves. Um, Good for you. That's the right way to think. You can't worry about what the outside worries. The only thing that matters is right. right your significant other. That's right. That's precisely right. That's why I can't understand uh, Eddie Spaghetti's lady. You know, <laughs> she's on the news. You know, she's doing all this stuff. She's like, clean up, would you, fella, with the backwards hat. I saw that, too, by the way, Spaghetti, that you did your hair for Bill Burr. Yeah. But then you went out around Christmas with your lady. And you had the festivist dinner. Yeah. Then you go hat backwards. How is she supposed to feel about that? What do you mean? No. I when I did my hair when I went out for I had a big group festivist dinner. I did my hair. And I did do it. I woke up early today. I'll do it later for the festivities. Okay. Are there big festivities planned? Oh, yeah. You guys and Emma VP, you're going out on a twister as well. Yep. (laughs) 
Give I'm me a not, twister. Are you going to go out on a twister clay bun? We're going to do the parent thing. That's a course, right? <laughs> that is one of the greatest divisions in society is when you're in your 20s-ish or maybe early 30s-ish, you get out, you get excited. Oh, the holiday. Christmas is over. Oh, no, I'm so sad. A whole nother year before Christmas comes around. The youngsters like Spaghetti and Emma VP are over the moon. They're like, over? What are you talking about? We still got New Year's Eve, man. It's the best party of the year. Like, what are you talking? What are you talking? I'd see, but I, but what is great about the human condition, part of the oh. human condition is, is that we rationalize that we're on the right side of it. You see? So we look at Eddie Spaghetti, Eddie Spaghetti and MVP and just go, amateur hour. Yeah, a, a, we're, I don't want to be out there with all the JV anyway, you know? Because I know I'm an expert swinger, you know? I know how to get down. There are some people that are longtime amateurs. And, and you kind of wonder. I've never right. gotten. I've never gotten the Times Square thing. I was just informed that. What a weirdo! That what a weirdo move that is. They they don't. You can't go to the bathroom. No, that's right. And so you're out there, stone cold sober, urinating on yourself for eight hours. I do all of these people. It is one of the proximity. weirdest acts of uh, related uh, holiday that there that there could possibly be. I, I could firsthand talk about it because unfortunately I didn't do the stand outside of the ball. No, no, no. But I I went to a place <laughs> nearby uh, Times Square and just traveling to a pl- uh, a bar near where the ball drops. It was the worst experience of my life because I don't think people noticed that. Uh, there's a huge radius of streets blocked off, but they make some streets one way to walk one way, like one direction, one way, the other direction. So you're looping around the city for like an hour just to get to where you want to go. Miserable. It's, and then people line up for a day in advance. It's it's very Why? terrible. Terrible. It. It's a it's, tourist thing. It's a very strange thing. Um, Claybon, let me ask you a question that I've been asking some other people, okay. uh, including um, uh, I asked this of Adam Carolla recently on Good Sports. Check it out on uh the Adam Carolla show available wherever you find out your, find your uh, favorite podcasts. Um, I asked uh, him recently, what do you think? Cause you know, I love my uniforms. I love uniforms. Big. What holiday has the best color scheme? If you turned them all into football team uniforms, who, what holiday would have the best and which would have the worst color scheme? Emma VP and Eddie Spaghetti. I'm interested in your thoughts here too. Uh, I feel like your pick for worst would be Halloween because they would be Cincinnati Bengals. Incorrect. That's the exact opposite of what my answer would be. It would, would in fact, be Halloween because black oh. and orange is the best color scheme oh. available to man. The, the fact that the Bengals don't do it properly should not dissuade you from realizing how good black and orange look together. Um, look my- at the Orioles. Look at the Giants. Look at Oregon State. There's some good options out there. My pick for worst would be Valentine's Day. Red and white, maybe it, a little pink infused yeah. as well. It, it's like a weird, and then you get like a silver with glitter in it, and it it just doesn't work. Mm. Um, and I think it's because it's kind of forced. The holiday itself is kind of forced a little bit, I so know. that comes through in the co- in the colors. You and I park our cars in the same garage. There, Valentine's Day stinks until they decide, <laughs> until they announce what what this concoction is that. Valentine's Day to, to to express your love, but by the way, fellas, it's on you to do the chocolates and and flowers. Where are my flowers? Where's my present? You know why? Why is it why is it one sided? Who decided on that one? It stinks, and I'm on to it, and so are you, Claybon. You're on the right side of history. Spaghetti, Emma VP, your thoughts on Valentine's or the uniforms? <laughs> I don't know. All Valentine's. It seems like that's kind of a you situation. 
Why? You get because I get gifts from my significant other. Do you really? I think Eddie. Yes. Jada you gets get gifts. gifts. Okay. Well, minor, what, minor gifts. Yeah. What about the color scheme? I'm trying to do it first by bad uniform. Then I think of like holiday that would match up. Like what's what's the holiday about? Like trees? Isn't that like Arbor Day? Is yeah. It, it's like, don't get don't get hip on me. You're how, like uh, I don't know. I don't know how to. It's a hard question. Anti Arbor Day takes. No, no. Spaghetti, spaghetti's going like he's one of these people who also, if you ask, like, hey, if the I gave you if I gave you five hundred dollars, would you go to your school? Would you go to elementary school nude? Well, that sounds different. Go to not 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 do any. When you're in high school and the guy goes, well, I'll give you five hundred dollars if you'll go to high school nude, and then the guy. Finds Finds that in the hypothetical question, like finds the nuance, like, yeah, I would, but I'd go on a Saturday when no one's there. Ha ha, pay up. That's what spaghetti's doing right here. Don't play fast and loose. You get the game. You know what the red, white, and blue Independence Day. Okay, so the, the, the Giants, that one would be that, I guess, right? That's right. Okay. That's your choice. I'm fine with that. Emma VP? I'm going Hanukkah. Yellow and blue, am I right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Trust it. That's nice. All over. Kansas City Royals. The choice of uh, one of the chosen people there, Emma VP. I, you know what I think the worst one is. The, what what I was getting to is, people don't really talk about it, but it might be Christmas. Kelly green and bright red, black. Not good. Not a fan. All right, now let's get to this week's edition of the ten foot pole, the literal ten foot pole. Of course, everybody's so brave about what they will and won't touch with a figurative ten foot pole. This we raise the stakes. Yeah. Ours is a literal one, and I have been contacted by people in the Twitter sphere saying, "I don't think that doesn't look like it's actually ten feet. We've measured it out. It's I think it's nine and a half. So yeah, we can get there. We could go. I guess we could. I go. Mean, we could go like." We'll put a spire at the end. Let's start here. There's Old Man Rivers. Old Man Rivers, knock on him and his Hall of Fame candidacy and beyond is never even been to a Super Bowl. His uh, draft class of Eli and Big Ben have been to multiple Super Bowls. Phil Rivers gets off the career-long schneid and as a five seed, improbably takes the 2018 Chargers all the way to Super Bowl 53. Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? Touching it! Is that right? You're Let's with me it. on it. You're Let's with me on it. it. That's it. Yes. So absolutely. the path would be they beat uh, the Ravens in Charm City. Then they go probably, well, they might have to beat the Patriots or they might have to go back to Arrowhead after the big win a few weeks ago, do it again, and then I guess beat the Patriots to get to the Super Bowl. Whatever the path is, uh, good. We're in agreement there. It's a nine and a half foot pole. Next start. Next. Uh, next up here. Joe Flacco, he won a Super Bowl. Sure you know, did. He didn't just get to a Super Bowl. He won it, and he won the MVP. Win. Now it looks like he's out of a job because of Lamar Jackson. Joe Flacco, 2019 starter in week one of 2019. Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? And if you do touch it, I'd like you to tell me what team he is wearing the uniform of. Do, 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 do. Oh, no, I've missed. I could touch oh, it. Oh, tricked me, you stinker. You didn't touch it. Here's why. Because I have a theory, Dave. Yeah. About Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, and the way that all of this goes. Okay. I believe Joe Flacco's hip is a little worse than we thought. Mm. And so when we came to that point into the season, Joe Flacco could have played. John Harbaugh and company saw what Lamar was able to do in practice. I'm like, oh, the kid's real. We're, we're going to go with the kid. We're going to go with the kid from here on out. 
But you know what we need to do? We can't just straight up bench Joe because that hurts Joe's opportunities in the future and free agency. And we don't want to do that to Joe because Joe still wants to play football. So what we're going to do is say, the hips, you know, it's, it's not good right now. And then once he got on the roll, it's like, oh, yeah, the hip's better. But, yeah, we're, we're going to go with Lamar. And so the idea from the outside is, oh, you're getting a healthy Joe Flacco. Well, I don't think we've seen a healthy Joe Flacco since pre-back injury. So somebody might take a chance on him. Hmm. Is he going to make it all the way through the preseason and getting in there at 30 Are you? Are, no, he's not that old. I don't think Hold he's that old. I think he's 30, 31. Uh, well, that's actually, you're probably right. He is probably into his 30s a little bit more than what I'm. Uh, what, what but yeah, I, I just, even though the poll is. Do you, are, is that, long, are, are you taking some of uh, Dave's rec, uh, patented reckless speculation here? Or oh, crazy reckless. There's no, there's no, there's no evidence. This is insanely reckless. Oh, I okay. couldn't. Yeah, All right. I didn't no. know. I think, you know where he makes sense to me? You do the math. Yeah. Is, uh. The Denver Broncos. That would be just about right. He could throw those. He a uh, thirty-three Eddie Spaghetti. Thirty-three. That was all. So you were no, you were you were. What'd you say? Thirty-four. You were spot on. Hey, here's another guy who uh, is playing very well. There he is, Nick Foles. Inexplicably, in my book, because he's not nearly as talented as the guy he's replaced. Nick Foles, where can we go here? Let's do a double whammy here with Nick Uh-oh. Foles. As a matter of fact, Nick Foles repeats. The feat from a year ago, at least to the degree that he wins one playoff game. He wins one playoff game this year. Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? I will do it. I'm touching it. Really? Because the pole's the pole is nine and a half feet long. I mean, the, it's a shorter pole. I might not do it. No but one, I have, no one I have likes so, your cynicism. I have so much distance here with a nine and a half foot pole that I can do it, even though I think the Bears are going to win. I think Nick Foles and Doug Peterson with Darren Sproles, they, they, they have something. You're all over the place. They have How about something. this one? The Nick Foles, let's do the one we just did with Flacco here. Nick Foles is an NFL starting quarterback in week one, 2019. No. No. Where is he? Uh, I, I think they're able to work something out and – Perhaps, even though it doesn't make any sense, right? You're going to have Carson Wentz coming back. Maybe there's going to be multiple Nick Foles statues, and Nick Foles is going to be making $20 million, and Carson Wentz is going to be highly pissed off about it. But, yeah, he's going to be the starting quarterback. You're going to have a backup making $20 million because this is America, baby. If if we we could – I wish we had Carson Wentz's face here, but let's say (laughs) Carson Wentz is smiling even bigger than Nick Foles is right now. If the Eagles lose in the wild card round, that's oh be- no, he's a team player, Dave. You think you think Carson Wentz is enjoying this uh, this last month or Look, so? There's the, there's a salary <laughs> cap. Somebody's going to be getting the money from the Eagles, right? All right, let- Carson Wentz doesn't mind if that's his homeboy getting twenty million dollars next year. We have move over Sam Bradford. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is now. And until updated otherwise, the face for guys just because you can pay them $30 million doesn't mean that they should be paid that kind of loot. Kirk Cousins is the fa- I don't even know what the question is here. I just am. Um, it seems like everybody's delighting in, in uh, knocking down and saying, making that they're doing like, here, watch this one. Like, you don't like that. Because <laughs> he got him. Remember yeah, when he did I, that? I remember the end, and, and they like beat a. And then it was like a great, but now like now Vikings fans are saying we don't like that. Yeah. <laughs>
turned it around on him. What about Nick Foles to Minnesota? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, they, I, there's no way out from under this one. Do they turn this around? Does does the the Vikings a year from now? What's a good question, Spaghetti? I guess it'll just be playoffs next year. Playoffs next year, Kirk Cousins. Touch. All right, you'll do that. So you're a yeah. positive soul. Well, yeah, I, I like. I don't mind that Kirk Cousins got paid. I don't know why people get. It's not your money. If you're listening to this, it, it's not your money. Like somebody's getting the money. Kirk Cousins because played you bring on the us. Fan. I'm glad you were able to bring us full circle where we began this uh, this episode. <laughs> because you're invested as a fan. It's not your money. The, the thing it's is, not like, a matter of it's your money it's it's your team's money and your team made a bad decision that will hamper you for the next several years did they did they make a bad decision is case keenum the guy i don't well what i know is this and the simple math is that with case keenum they were a game away from the super bowl and with kirk cousins they didn't make the playoffs so you know math uh, yeah, yeah, it's all it's all quarterback. I mean, every, I'm just saying that's all, you know. by the quarterback. I think a lot of these teams without quarterbacks uh, made a horrible decision. The Ravens were able to trade back into the first round and get Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think he would make any of these teams that are looking for a quarterback or need a quarterback, especially if you're in Jacksonville, if you're an old man that's yelling at a cloud or a bench or whatever you want to yell at. If it's a ping pong table. Yeah, you made a mistake. You, you made a bad choice. But Kirk Cousins, he Played on two years on the franchise tag. His entire career could have been over, and he could have got zero dollars. He got his money. I'm thankful for it. I'm I'm glad when players get money, and it's it's not all his fault. He is what he is. I'm glad in the abstract. I do think thirty million dollars, as that roster is composed, was in hindsight not the greatest idea. And I said it at the time. I didn't say it was a great. I said it at the time. So at least I've been consistent on that count. So and I was and I was right about this. Let's let's look at our regular season uh, ledger here to round it out before the postseason arrives. I was right that Lamar Jackson would be great. Okay. And would be a better option than Joe Flacco. I was right about the Rams. Well, whatever. We could go. What, what, what did you get? Uh, any bolder? takes uh come to fruition um in terms of my season predictions no uh, i was i was wrong on a lot of things i thought the patriots would be dead in the water they go get josh gordon they're able to survive um yeah i, I thought lamar would be good uh, i thought he would be demonstrably uh better than than josh allen because <laughs> watching them play football in college that was the only possible outcome unless you know some alien came and imbued josh allen with, with a different set of abilities uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was really my only hope uh, going into the year was that Lamar would have an opportunity to be successful. And despite the horrible speed option call on third and five that almost lost them the game, uh, they've given it to them. And I-, I thought that was great. I, but my big my two biggest swings and misses, the Seahawks and the Bears, I, I sang four months ago. No playoffs for you. It's always good news. And if I sing that to you, it increases your chances of going <laughs> to the playoffs. Those two go. Oh, I also said it about the Colts. How many did I miss? My goodness. I could <laughs> the entire playoff field. Oh, I said the Lions would go. That was a bad one. Oh, no. All right. It's enough spaghetti. We get oh. it. I didn't get everything right. Jerk. What made you believe in the Lions? I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I don't know why I believed in the Lions. <laughs> Anyhow, hey, have a happy new year, whether it's uh, watching Anderson Cooper uh, from your couch or out 
Tripping the light fantastic with swingers, MLVP and Eddie Spaghetti. We'll talk to you later on in the week after the new year, but ready to get you ready for the wild card round and beyond. Until then, great thanks to Patrick Claibon. Great work. Uh, by the way, go back. Uh, the Shecky Awards, the 23rd-ish annual, still out there for your consumption. Great work by MLVP and company on those. And it would really hurt her feelings if you didn't watch and listen to them. So go do that. Talk to you later in the week. Until then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.